Hello and welcome to The Housing Platform, a podcast brought to you by Platform Housing Group. Apprenticeships continue to grow as a career path for young people to take when they leave school. The appeal of being able to earn while you learn, combined with the increasing costs of higher education, have seen more people embark on them as a way to start their career. The housing sector is one place where the scheme really comes into its own, with so many different career paths available. Here at Platform Housing, we have apprentices in many areas of the organisation, from property care and maintenance right through to finance and procurement. It's also becoming more common that current employees have been doing apprenticeships to improve their development in what's known as upskilling. National Apprentices Week takes place in February and this year the theme is Skills for Life. I'm Richard Hurst, I'm the Communications Business Partner here at Platform. And in this podcast, you're going to hear from some of the apprentices who joined Platform after leaving school and from people in the business who've taken the opportunity to upskill. In all cases, there are some great stories of people expanding their knowledge and increasing their experience and picking up those skills for life. So, how are apprenticeships working at Platform and why have they been important? Linda Gittings is the Apprenticeships and Qualifications Manager. I don't think people realise the opportunities that there are within the housing sector. Um, Not only are we a sector that is able to give people the opportunity to work with communities, but because of the nature of our work, um, we touch on all the other areas that you would expect a large organisation to have, like your back office services, like your HR, your insurance, your procurement, your finance, all of those areas, all have got their own individual areas for apprenticeships. Um, You've got the housing sector and the antisocial behaviour apprenticeships, you've got all of those apprenticeships, but you've also got all the trade apprentices that we can support mm. because we look after our own properties as well. So the opportunities through housing are immense when you think about it, um, and they all come back to a sector where it's important, it's enjoyable, and it's rewarding. Um, platform has seen their apprenticeship program go from strength to strength. We've gone from 19 apprentices to about 79, 80 now. Um, we've that that growth because of the way apprenticeships are now available to everybody. The growth has given opportunity to everybody. So traditionally. Before 2017, you had to be under 19, really, to get an apprenticeship or under 24. Now you can do an apprenticeship at any age. By being able to do an apprenticeship at any age, it's opened up the opportunities to do an apprenticeship when you're in a full-time role. Mm. So we call those upskilling. So you might have come into a role very enthusiastic about the job description and very enthusiastic about what they do, but you haven't got a qualification that supports it. So this is a good way to get your qualification, but your qualification also gives you the opportunity to give you the, you take your learning back into the workplace. Uh So your apprenticeship gives you your skills, your knowledge and your behaviours. And that's important when you're definitely at the start of your career and your first job roles, but also when you're changing jobs or new into an area of work. Uh Um, So I think... The opportunities that you get through apprenticeships are really positive. And what makes 
platform proud is that we've seen a lot of our apprentices have started with us as young people that have come straight from education, 16, 18, or out of universities. And they've joined us as an apprentice. They've taken on board going to college, doing the academic learning that they've needed. They've brought their learning back into the workplace. They've put those skills to the, to the test by doing them on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And they also teach the people that they work with as well. So if you're mentoring an apprentice, you will very often, oh, that's a good idea. Mm. Oh, that's a new way of doing it. So you're learning as well. So not only are you passing on your experience, but you're also learning from your apprentice mm. as well. What, what, what sort of stories have you seen come to fruition where people have, have joined and, and the apprenticeship scheme has worked really well for them? I've seen people that have joined us as trade apprentices, um, have succeeded as trade apprentices, have moved across to different parts of the organisation, continued to undertake qualifications and come out with qualifications at degree level in a totally different area to the trade that they were expecting um, and are very valuable members of staff to us. I've seen apprentices that have started off with customer service business admin, moved across into different areas, continued with their studies, um, and then along comes an external company and offered them something really rewarding and they moved out of the housing sector. I hope some of those people will then come back in later career routes and say, I'm going back to housing because that's where I started, Um, you know. Um, there are great opportunities out there through apprenticeships. One of those mentors that Linda mentions that have benefited from the scheme is Matthew Stock. His ground maintenance team recently took on their first ever apprentice, Tyler. Well, within ground maintenance, uh, sometimes ground maintenance can be viewed as your standard 40 hour a week job. Um, At Platform, we don't see that as that standard job. We see it as um, a career um, for people to come into and enjoy, an enjoyable working environment. Um, And Tyler is the first apprentice that we've had in grounds maintenance. Tyler is the trendsetter for us. doing a very good job so it's it's new for me it's it's new for Tyler it's new for Grimes Maintenance but we want there to be progression within Grimes Maintenance and I said the main thing is for us that within Grimes Maintenance now it is a career path instead of just your standard 40 hour a week job. Tyler set the trend so uh, so what brought you here then take us back to where you were before you joined Platform. So yeah I just finished college and I got a job at Costa uh, just to earn a bit of money Uh, At the time, I was also looking for apprenticeships, trying to, you know, work my way up the ladder. Mm -hmm. And I went on the government website and I came across Platform. Obviously, I've seen the property care vans around. I know they're a very good company and they're constantly progressing. Um, So I saw the ground ground maintenance apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'm an outdoors person. So I thought this would be a great opportunity for me. So I applied for it. The uh, process was very easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had an interview and... It all went well, so Ooh. I'm glad to be the guinea pig in ground maintenance. <laughs> so, so were there any elements when you started that were uh, a bit daunting? Uh, everything, to be honest with you, yeah. So coming into it, I didn't really know what to mm. expect, uh, yeah. but I was very welcomed by the lads I work with. They're a great group. 
and they made me feel part of the team straight away and they've taught me the ropes really and I'm really progressing every day I'm getting better so Alongside these guys is Eddie Mills, who found the opportunity in apprenticeships after a change of heart about his career path. I was doing a football course at college, level three football, to get a degree in sports science. And I was halfway through it and realised that I was spending most of my week playing football and I was tired all the time. And I didn't have the time to get a part-time job with working five days a week. So all my weekends consisted of sleeping and doing not a lot. And then I sort of just stopped enjoying it. and I started looking for apprenticeships. Apprenticeships were always my first option of what to do, but couldn't seem to find the one that was right for me. Uh, I kind of looked at the skills that I had, and it was quite computer literate, without sounding too big-headed. I know what I, I know how to work a computer. Mm. And then the Fleet Business Admin Apprenticeship came out, and business admin sort of you get in the platform. You could be business admin, and it opens up many different doors of different things to do. Mm. And were there elements for you that were, that were daunting when you started? Coming into a platform, I was the youngest at the time, so that was obviously daunting. But as the weeks went on, the first, my third day in, I had to do the procurement meeting, so I met all the other apprentices. And even though they're two, three years older than me, they just made me feel welcomed, and my team just made me feel welcomed. It didn't feel like there was that much of an age gap, so like I was the, the kid of platform. Yeah, I just felt comfortable straight away. Both Eddie and Tyler admitted they've obtained skills for life. It opens all sorts of doorways, you know. I can hopefully progress that platform or could hopefully go somewhere else and take my skills I learned from platform and put it, you know, at use somewhere else. Um, But it's not also the skills I'm learning that platform. There's other skills like being able to work in a team, uh, communicating well, problem solving. I can use all them skills in different aspects of my personal life as well. Eddie, what are you finding that you're learning, not just at work, but for outside of work? Uh, it's helped me mature as a person. It's helped me trying to transfer from a school kid into a younger adult, which is I'm really thankful for. It's helped me sort of realise how to act in certain places. Like, you, there's times to be immature, but there's times where you need to be mature. And it's just finding the right balance and finding... It's helped me find a work-life balance at a young age, which I'm helping will help structure me growing up. Mm. So I won't get too ca- overcarried by one thing. You, know, you can just keep a steady balance, keep everything happy. <laughs> What's evident from meeting these guys was the way apprenticeships benefit both the apprentice and the people they're working with, as Matt Stock explains. I think it's been really good. We've, we've got some really experienced guys in the team. Mm-hmm. And I think having an, an apprentice come, come in, it, it's took those guys up a level and they really enjoy um, using their experience to help help train Tyler up and within the team we've got um, all, all different types of skill sets and Tyler's really good at going to each member of the team to um, to learn those skill sets. This is something that Linda Gittins says is a huge benefit to organisations as a whole. I, I don't believe these days that there is one person involved in an apprenticeship and that's the apprentice. Yeah. There are the organisation that's supporting them, their line manager, their mentor, the college provider, and the apprentice. Uh-huh. So when an apprentice finishes, there's potentially five or six people going, yeah, great, you've really done well. Uh-huh. What's your next steps? Yeah. Where are you going to take it? What are you going to do next?
Next, let's meet Rob, Mel and Beth. Rob started in September 2022 working in procurement on a new payment system project. Mel started in September 2023 as a property maintenance operative and Beth started in March 22 as an administrator. I kicked it all off by asking them to describe their journey to starting their apprenticeships. First, here's Beth. Yes, so I was a self-employed cleaner for 10 years. Um, I came out of sixth form, didn't really know what I wanted to do um, and was cleaning at school. So I did that for 10 years. Um, I had my little boy in uh, 2020 um, and it was really that kind of time in life where I needed to reevaluate what I wanted to do in life. Um, so, yeah, the apprenticeship for a business level three came up um, with platform. So I went for it because I needed that balance of, you know, having something where I could work flexibly around my son. But also that crucial element of if he was poorly or I was poorly with him, I had that time off mm-hmm. being self-employed. You didn't get paid if you weren't if you weren't working so it was that big crucial element of having that time where you could have it off if you were poorly or my son was poorly and it was that peace of mind of having something flexible really um so that's what drew me to it i was gonna say yeah and those what how aware were you of those kind of options of of apprenticeships and that that way into this you know this kind of work it's something i looked at back in 2012 when i finished sixth form um, unfortunately, though, the sixth form I went to um, didn't really push for apprenticeships at the time. It was a university. Everybody had to go to university, big on the university. So it was really that element in life where you just think, well, what else do I do? Um, so I just went and got a job. Nice. And then obviously 10 years later, I've re-evaluated and decided that doing my apprenticeship was something I wanted to do. Brilliant. So very much so. Great. Okay. Mel, take me through what what you were up to before you started and why you chose to do this. So I moved around with my dad, who's in the army. Uh, So sort of the only job that was moved that I can really go into that moving around was hospitality. So I was in hospitality for seven, eight years. I just, I sort of just come at the end of it, really. You can only get so far sort of my age, which I'm only 24. So I'm only still young, really. And I thought, you know what, I've moved out into my own place. I can use sort of these skills that I'm doing now into my own house. So I'm currently in the way of like sort of buying my own property now doing up. So sort of taking those skills from work into where I am now. Um, but no, everyone at work's really good, like mentoring as well. Mentoring's really good. Um, but yeah, any skills like their backgrounds and stuff as well, they can bring into what I need to do as well. So. Well, and what, what drew you particularly to, to this, this apprenticeship at Platform? More the plumbing side, to be honest. Uh, so obviously being a female was obviously quite scary at first going into like, you know, this sort of manly sort of life that should be really, well, what it has been really is now starting to like bring women into it really. So. Brilliant. Okay. And Rob, what about you? What were you doing before the apprenticeship came along? Um, so mine was pretty similar to Bethany. I went to sixth form. And it was kind of like if you weren't going to university, there wasn't much guidance. And so I went through the whole of sixth form, knowing that I didn't want to go to university, but not knowing what to do after. And then I was in the year that had their A-levels cancelled due to COVID. So from there, I was a bit clueless. Um, I carried on with the hospitality 
job I was doing at the time. Um, so I was there for a couple of years and then, yeah, I just come across the opportunity to work at Platform and I just went for it and took it took to it pretty well. Mm-hmm. What, so what, appealed, what appealed particularly about it? Um, I think going back to, to learning was a big thing um, because I felt like I missed that final little exam period. I never got to go through all of that. Um, and as well, it's, it's one of them things you get to earn whilst you're, you're learning, which for me and a lot of people in my family is what they've done as well. So it was just kind of, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and what about skills that you've picked up through work that you were able to use outside of work? Tell me a bit about them. Yeah, so I think one of the most daunting things I've done since I've started Platform was um, kind of presenting our new system within one of our department meetings. Um, so I stood in front of, I think it was about 100, 150 people um, doing a demonstration. And just the confidence gained from that has just has just given me so much more um, confidence in life to just go out and, and do stuff, really. It's a big thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we boil it down to that, that just idea about communication, isn't it? And especially in those daunting situations. And that, that I suppose, it's kind of in at the deep end, but it's, it's a great experience, isn't it? Yeah, for me, I've always preferred just being thrown in straight at the deep end. Um, and, yeah, being told two days before that you're going to be presenting in front of 100 plus people is, is very daunting. But it worked out really well for yeah. me. So Nice. Bethany, what about you then? What about What, what would you say? I would say, personally, communication, big ones being the communication, because being a self-employed cleaner, it was great when you had your customers, you had your clients, you got your, you know, you got that rapport with them, but working for platform and doing my apprenticeship, I was thrown in big style of communicating with loads of different people and doing all of that, and really, also that team, working as a team, I was so single-handed myself with cleaning that I was thrown into this team where I had to work effectively with them. I had to communicate effectively with them. And that is really pushed, you know, and even now, like I'm still learning now we've had new team colleagues that arrived last year. And it's just like, it's that time management as well, where you're just learning all the time and big thing with platform is you are, and it gives you that opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. You, you get to learn um, big style. So it was really, yeah, it was one of those. Mm. Did, did you find it was a bit of a mix for you there, Mel, I suppose, with that idea of that, you know, you, one minute you're coming yeah. to touch with customers, so you've got to learn those skills, which, which you know, yeah. going and speaking to strangers is something that everybody has to kind of master a bit. Was it like that? Yeah. That's quite nerve-wracking, yeah. With, uh, obviously, having brand new uh, going to construction, sort of with customers, you're sort of pressured into that sort of corner to think, like, you need to know everything. But obviously your mentor's there to sort of guide you, which is obviously teamwork as well. Um, obviously... There's just so much to learn. There's just a lot to learn within a short sort of space of time. More recently, apprenticeships have developed to offer the opportunity to people of any age at any stage of their career to upskill whilst on the job. Ifat and Claire are two colleagues at Platform who've been doing just that. So I guess for me, I'm a little bit unique in the sense that I work in learning and development. So I've got this kind of continuously learning kind of mindset. And so when I joined Platform, I looked at what is it that I could do to enhance my own skill set? Um, and that's when I spoke to my manager about doing uh, the level five apprenticeship and coaching. 
Um, so that basically means that I come away with a qualification to say that I am a professional coach. And it's a very versatile qualification in the sense that I use it within my day-to-day role whilst I'm having conversations with my stakeholders to have you know, better conversations, to ask more inquisitive questions, to spend a little bit more time in the curious um, and to avoid jumping to fix things. And, and so it's, it's definitely helped my journey within my role as business partner within the organisation, but also it's helped me in my personal life as well. So Claire, what about you? What was the first you heard about it and what did you end up doing? Um, so mine sort of similar to if that came around from a conversation I had with my manager because within my role I wanted to do some upskilling I wanted to look at my personal development and look at ways I can improve and I didn't even think about an apprenticeship I'll be honest and then we had to look into qualifications and then apprenticeship was offered um, and I'm doing a level four improvement practitioner, business improvement practitioner, which basically means, sounds very posh, I know. Um, it basically means uh, looking at all the elements of project work and the ins and outs of all the project time frame, timeline, all of that. Um, so I'm better at my job. I'm better at certain elements within my job. Um, and it's been brilliant. I have to say the my mentors um over at the academy has been brilliant helping me supporting me my team's been brilliant supporting me and i know if that's had a similar probably same issue as me with going revisiting qualifications that you probably haven't done since you were 15 16 <clears throat> in order to get your apprenticeship um so that was a challenge within itself but it it's just been really good and i'm such a i can't talk about it enough with people that how good the whole situation's been and the team that look after the apprentice like Linda's team are just brilliant as well so so let's let's bring it right back to where we are now then um after you know quite the journey um how 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 do you feel different and uh, I suppose improved as a result of the apprenticeship the upskilling so for me one of my key development areas um was that I love to help people and I love to fix things for people. So when somebody would come to me with a, um, a problem, I would tr- jump straight in and try and give them advice or guidance of some kind. And actually, the what the coaching apprenticeship has taught me is that people have got the potential to come up with the best solutions for themselves. So rather than you giving them advice, if you just took a step back and spent a bit more time being a bit curious you actually can aid people to come up with better solutions themselves. So um, that's been one of my biggest kind of turning points in my role as learning and development business partner that now I take a step back. I don't I don't jump to fix things. I really want to understand the actual issue first. And by trying to understand the issue and asking the right questions, usually the person that's come to you with that problem does end up coming up with their own solution as long as you know which questions to ask. So um, I think that's been my biggest learning kind of curve with the uh, coaching apprenticeship, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so, so bring it back to the present now then, Claire. How, yeah. how have you feeling the upskilling has, has benefited, improved you? For me, massively, because what I thought I knew, because my, as I say, my apprenticeship was all about 
project work and and learning all the different types of projects and and then the roles within that I thought I knew a lot <laughs> and I turns out I didn't know that much um so for me it's it's it it's improved my role a lot because as I said previously I've got a lot more confidence now with leading a project than I did 18 months ago um and I know a lot more and I can identify what I've learned you know the people's project and when people come and speak to me about stuff I'm like oh I know that and that's that'll lead on to that so for me it's helped a lot to be honest and it was well worth it um and I'd do another one not yet but (laughs) I'd do another one definitely because I think it for what you get out of it Mm. It, it's a lot it's more valuable than the effort you do going through it if that makes sense I, I can see how it creates a bit of an appetite to suddenly sort of yeah. think of those other little avenues that you might be able to upskill in and because like when you think of i don't know further education apprenticeship or qualificate doing something like that um uh, and the longer you've been in a role i mean i've been at platform now for 10 years and i haven't been in the same role but the longer you get in a role and the longer you get there you think oh just, there's no point in me upskilling there's no oh it's gonna i'm gonna be too old to go back to school or back to education um or, or whatever um no i totally disagree with that um i think it i think it's such a great opportunity and it you just get to learn more and who doesn't want to learn more So what about the future for apprenticeships? Linda Gittings believes they'll be vital as the sector battles the skills gap issue. I think, I actually think apprentices will play a pivotal role in filling some of those skills gaps. I think what we've got to make sure is that the apprenticeship syllabuses that are on offer remain up to date, remain relevant to what we do. And we make sure that we keep some of our traditional apprenticeships available as well as our new modern ones Uh Um, and I think we need to make sure that apprentices apprenticeships are available every level so you give people that opportunity to start at level two and build because not all of us leave school with the qualifications Uh that we expect to or actually excel at school it's not till they get into the workplace that they start to excel so i think level twos are important to stay i think we will see skills gaps and an apprenticeship a well a well delivered apprenticeship will help us to fill those skills gaps mm-hmm. good quality providers will help us to fill those skills gaps mm-hmm. Works on both sides, doesn't it? Both sides need to contribute. Absolutely. To yeah. You need you need good employers. You need good providers. I mean, and, and let's just finish on some of the, the you know the, the work that the platforms done. I mean, you mentioned the the, the numbers have increased with the number of apprenticeships we take on and and whereabouts they are, and for people at different stages of their career as well. Um, I truly believe that they are working very well. You see stories where. Um, Apprenticeships can change lives. Apprenticeships give people an opportunity to start a career. Without that opportunity, they would be almost swept to the side of society. You know, some some people have quite a lot of barriers put in front of them to, you know, to overcome and to achieve. And they, they do that. Um, being lucky enough to have an apprentice that's won an award 
when she's been working with you. Yeah, that's also truly rewarding as well. <laughs> To work for an organisation that's been recognised that what we deliver is award-winning, you think, yeah, I'm proud of that. Um, every day you think, yeah, I'm proud of those, yeah. But none of it would be achievable if you didn't have good apprentices putting their heart and souls into their studies, good people managing them, good mentors supporting them, and an organisation that believes in them. It does all come together. So thank you to everyone who joined us for our apprenticeships special podcast and of course to you for listening if you want to know more then get to the website platformhg.com and remember national apprenticeship week runs between the 5th and 11th of february you can find out more about apprenticeships at apprenticeships.gov.uk thanks for listening once more and we'll see you very soon